Today, citizens of Israel go to the polls in their third attempt to elect a prime minister. Tomorrow, 14 U.S. states hold presidential primaries. Pardes faculty member, Rabbi Dr. Mish Hammer Kosoy, shares with us a teaching about the balance of power, rule of law, and our communal responsibility to form strong governments. What Torah wisdom can we take with us into the upcoming elections, both here in Israel and in the U.S.? First, the potential of a strong government to bring prosperity to all of its citizens. I've always loved the Talmudic tale of Queen Salome Alexandra, known in Hebrew as Shlom Tzion Hamalka, who ruled from 76 to 67 BCE. In her time, we were blessed with the kind of plentiful rain like we're currently experiencing here this season, but it was miraculous. It fell only on Friday nights. The rains were the, the fields were irrigated and the, the, the cisterns and the kinneret was full without having to ever brave the storm. By the time they returned to work on Sunday morning, the mud had dried. Is there a modern government which could reproduce this kind of plenty? A closer look at this special time in Jewish history and the Torah passage behind it teaches us that strong leadership is best poised to bring divine effluence and prosperity that when it is balanced with the rule of law, checks and balances, and limits on power. I don't mean to sound sexist, but Shlom Tzion's mythical success can be seen as a direct inverse of the failures that her husband, Alexander Janaeus, Yanai, um, from whom she inherits the throne. Yanai and his Hasmonean predecessors were strong leaders that brought long-sought independence to their nation. And while he had a huge empire, he was one of the most despised, brutal, and wicked of the Hasmonean kings. His, his persecution of his opponents was brutal, but tradition criticizes him so sharply for trampling the sacred balance of power. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Shloshak Tarimhem, Keter Torah, Keter Kehuna, Keter Malchut. Rabbi Shimon says there are three crowns, the crown of Torah, the crown of priesthood, and the crown of kingship. One of the things this Mishnah makes clear is that there should be branches to our government. Of course, the branches mentioned here are a slight shift from the judicial, legislative, and executive branches that we're accustomed to, but the Sanhedrin, the priesthood, and the monarchy were checks and balances to one another just the same. Competing crowns correct one another to reduce the chances of making mistakes, and more importantly, to keep each other humble and honest. And Yanai violated this balance. Like his Hasmonean predecessors, he held the office of high priest and king at the same time. He went even further than this by undermining the legislative branch. The story in Sanhedrin 19 is especially telling. The Mishnah says, Melech lo dan velo daninoto. A king may not judge or be judged. And Rav Yosef questions in the Gemara, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. Yirmiyahu says, Dinu lemoker mishpat. Um, Beit David, Ko Amar Hashem, Dino Levoker Mishpat. O house of David, execute justice in the morning. So the houses of the house of David for sure judged. Who was it that didn't judge? It was the, the, the kings of Israel. Why? Because Reish Lakish says, Kosheshu the Koshu. You can only adorn yourself first and then others. Good kings, you can only uh, um, be a judge if you yourself are held to the law. And other kings were excluded because they weren't willing to be held to the law, as we see in the case of Yanai. In the case of Yanai, um, 
he had a slave who killed somebody. And Shimon ben Shetach said to the sages, let's bring this guy to court. Predictably, Yanai said, what does this have to do with me? And he sent his slave to deal with it. Shimon ben Shetach insisted that Yanai himself come to court. And Yanai came and he sat down. Shimon ben Shetach said to him, Yanai, Hamelech, stand on your feet. And Yanai said to him, I'm not going to stand because you say I'm only going to stand if everybody says. And Shimon ben Shetach turned to his right. All of the judges, they looked their faces to the ground, looked to his left. The judges, they looked to the, they forced their faces to the ground and said nothing. No one had the courage to take Yanai on. Outraged, Shimon ben Shetach cursed them as cowards, and the angel Gabriel came and struck those judges dead. Well, that system didn't work. If the king doesn't have respect for the system, and the judges don't know how to stand their ground, the whole system will fail. When they cowered under pressure, not only was the legitimacy of the executive branch undermined, the judicial branch was fatally wounded as well. Well, our heroine, Shlomzion Hamalka, adopted the exact opposite position, restoring the balance of powers and, co and building coalitions. What she's most famous for is that unlike Yanai, who chose to fan the flames of conflict and declare war on the Pharisee judicial class, she chose to build coalitions with them. She also left the priesthood to others. It's even fabled that she built twin towers for her two sons, as if to say, one brother's success need not come at the expense of the other. You stand tallest when you stand together, side by side. Thus, in Yanai and Shlomzio, Jewish tradition presents us with important models to consider as we're building a healthy state. Strong government has the potential to offer us tremendous prosperity, but woe to us if we allow our leaders to trample the securities of balance of power and rule of law. What's really interesting is that responsibility for good government is placed not just on the shoulders of the monarch. What we as an electorate must remember is that even though Yanai abused his power, the Sanhedrin were punished for shirking their own responsibility. We need strong governments, and we also need balance of powers. The perfect line between the two is not simple to draw, nor is the path to achieving it, and nor is the price we should be willing to pay to get there. That's something that each of us have to decide for ourselves in our respective countries. But like the Sanhedrin, we need to stand up take responsibility for our part in successful governments. May Hashem bless our nations, their leaders, and the entire electorate with the much-needed wisdom in the coming days. To learn more about the Pardes Institute of Jewish Studies, please visit www.pardes.org.il.